Welcome to the Dr. Haynes Report. I'm Carol Haynes. Schools were shut down for months, and now we have statistical proof of not only the short-term damage that was done to our nation and our students, but also the long-term damage. In this episode, I'm discussing how Democrat closings can wreck the country. Democrats were in an absolute panic after the September 1st, 2022 report of student test scores, which showed that school closures during the pandemic wiped out 50 years of academic progress in America. In 2022, the National Center for Education Statistics administered the National Assessment of Educational Progress, usually referred to as the nation's report card, and NAEP. This was in math and reading for nine-year-old students to determine the academic impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Across long-term trend reading and mathematics, there were no increases in scores for any of the selected student groups compared to 2020. There were only declines or stagnant scores for nine-year-olds. In math, there was the first time ever dropped for nine-year-olds since the test began back in 1973. Their reading scores dropped the most since 1990. Between 2020 and 2022, average reading scores for nine-year-old students dropped five points and math scores dropped seven points. The learning loss was most severe among low-performing and minority students, which widened between 2020 and 2022 when schools were closed and students learning online from home. Black students lost 13 points in math and white students lost five points in math. This was a difference of eight points. This widened the black score gap from 25 points in 2020 to 33 points in 2022. Reading scores remained steady in city schools, while those for suburban schools declined eight points, narrowing the gap between the two. Scores for students in the West region did not change significantly. Although $130 billion from the American Rescue Plan pushed by the Biden administration was allocated for the reopening of schools and social and emotional learning, which included critical race theory training for teachers, the data from national and state tests show that elementary students are showing recovery in math and reading, but middle school students are showing little to no recovery. Recovery efforts have been impeded by increasing student mental health problems, student absenteeism and staffing shortages, as well as classroom disruptions and behavioral problems. Except for hiring more staff, the only other issues, the other issues rather, are being ignored by the Biden administration. In a statement addressing the NAEP results, U.S. Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona said this, our top priority remains to make sure state schools and districts are using these funds on strategies we know work like well-sourced schools, high-dosage tutoring, and enriching after-school programs, and directing the most resources towards students who fell behind the furthest. We must repair the damage done by Donald Trump's mismanagement of the pandemic, and we will. What really needs to be addressed is why schools were shut down in the first place and then remained shut down even into 2021 when student infection rates were not found to be a significant problem. According to a policy brief by the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty in November of 2020, a study of nearly 200,000 students in 47 states showed little evidence that schools served as super spreaders. 
Schools throughout Europe reopened, while ours in America remained shuttered. Even Chinese schools were open. Here, private schools continued teaching safely, while public school students were forced to stay home. In his press statement, Cardona blamed the, the Trump administration for the school shutdowns. He said, Today's data confirm the significant impact the prior administration's mismanagement of the pandemic has had on our children's progress and academic well-being. However, the Wisconsin brief that I mentioned earlier concluded that partisanship and union presence were the main drivers as to whether school reopened. Districts with a teacher's union were more likely to go virtual than districts without a teacher's union. Districts with a higher percentage of votes for President Trump in 2016 and 2020 were more likely to open, while those with a higher percentage for Hillary Clinton were more likely to remain shuttered. The per capita rate of COVID-19 cases in an area was not significantly predictive of whether a school district would remain open or not, and as the percentage of students in a district who are low income increases, so does the likelihood that the district will have chosen virtual education for the fall. That's just pure discrimination against these low-income students. Of course, so many of them were black. In 2020, teachers' union members held sick-out strikes to prevent schools from reopening in various cities. The Chicago Teachers' Union claimed that the reopening of schools was rooted, quote, in sexism, racism, and misogyny. A March 2022 interim report by Republicans on the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Crisis found that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, allowed the American Federation of Teachers, which is the second largest teachers labor union in America, to help write key sections of the 2021 COVID-19 guidelines determine whether and how long schools should be closed and in-class instructions restricted. Key officials of the AFT union backed Democrats in the 2020 elections. The loss of 50 years of academic progress because of school shutdowns will cost the U.S. economy trillions of dollars. In a study about Philadelphia and surrounding suburb districts, Penn Horton Budget Model reported that by March 2021, black students in grades K through 12, rather K through 5, had incurred an 11.9% loss in lifetime income from school closures, while white students had lost 10.4%. A 2020 report by economists Hanashek and Westman that evaluated the economic impact of remote learning for developed nations, so they were doing an international study, suggests that K-12 students will earn 3% less over their lifetimes this translates into an annual GDP that is on average 1.5% lower for the remainder of the century. For the U.S., a loss of 1.5% in future GDP because of learning loss over just one-third of a year could cost our economy $14.2 trillion. A learning loss for two-thirds of the year could cost us an economic loss of $28 trillion. These two economists warned that the economic cost could be higher with permanent losses if the schools fail to return to better performance levels than those in 2019. With some schools closing even now in 2022, 
we can expect even greater academic and economic losses. Early in our nation's history, Americans were the most literate in the world. But by 2019, the U.S. had gone from being the world's best-educated workforce to the least well-educated in the industrial world. At that time, the average American high school graduates were two and a half years behind those in top-performing countries. What are they now? This low education level of American workers has been estimated to cost the American economy $2 trillion annually. That was then. What is it now? With the latest learning loss and its impact on our economy, America is in very, very deep trouble. The blame for the failure of our public schools to instill a proper education lies directly with the Democrat Party that has been in control of education for decades.